0: Not only do I have a brand new vibrator, you guys, I have a story and a vibrator. This morning, I was using it with Andrew. So we were in my favorite position, which is on my back, slightly on my right side, my left leg up in the air. I mean, my ceiling, because I live in a van, is slightly low. So I'm able to just like put my foot on my ceiling. works out well. Okay, okay. Andrew is on my left, and he is slightly lower than me, and he's fucking me. His cock is in my pussy, kind of, like, angled. He's at an angle, so we're kind of making a V, and he's, like, going in between my legs. So, my left leg is up, and I could wrap it around him if I so wanted to. Hopefully, you guys can picture (laughs) the position somewhat well at this point. Oh, my fucking God, this vibrator is designed to mimic oral sex. Okay. It's like a little sucking and flapping is what it's called. (laughs) And it is, (laughs) oh, so good. It's just a tiny little vibration. It just flaps around and you put it directly. And I'm talking like right aimed at the external little clit nub. And it's just like so stimulating my favorite thing to do with this you guys is like tease an orgasm out so instead of something vibrating and being really really dramatic and like forcing the orgasm out this one it's like it's like light and playful and it like oh my god it's magical absolutely fucking magical i get horny thinking about it so fucking horny thinking about it He's fucking me. I'm getting super, super close. I mean, super close. I've warned him. I've told him I'm super close. As my orgasm is reaching the peak of the mountain, she gets to the top. And she is about ready to take that step into blissful land. And Andrew's cock slips out. Slips out (laughs) all right you guys i have had ruined orgasms before i have gotten frustrated because i am unable to orgasm before but i have never (laughs) this was a first for me i have never just had an orgasm go poof i mean it just disappeared and i just started laughing because where was it? I was no longer horny. I was no longer turned on. My clit was just fucking asleep. It was like I fell a fucking sleep. I was just out. It just it just went away. <laughs> and I am like I look at him like slow motion. My head just kind of like turns over to him. My eyes kind of like find his face. My mouth is slightly parted and I am about to be like, what's the actual fuck right now? And he starts moving and, like, his hand going ham on his hip. And he's like, oh, fucking hell, I have such a bad cramp. (laughs) He had a cramp. Yes. Okay. Fine. It happens. It happens to the best of us. But why couldn't he have held on for, like, 30 seconds more? 30 seconds. All I wanted was 30 more seconds. Ugh. Okay. Um. The funny thing is, is like I didn't even want to try again after it. I just was like done. Over the sexy mood, fucking flew away like a, on a little fucking birdie. Just bye bye, bye bye. And it, <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be making that up to me later. He doesn't know it yet, but he's going to be. And genuinely, this stuff happens. I'm not mad. It was kind of funny. But, like, that was set up to be probably one of the most intense orgasms ever because any time I use this new vibrator and I get fucked at the same time, it's, like, purely magic because it's, like, I'm getting eaten out and I'm getting fucked and it's just, like, so goddamn good. I am in literal bliss. And that is probably part of the reason why why he couldn't hold out longer because i'll just sit and fucking enjoy the sensations without trying to come for a while Mm. because it's just so good you guys so good okay okay (laughs) enough on ruined orgasms maybe we'll talk about that more in the future because it's definitely a mood but This week, you guys, I have Lorraine back on to talk about sex, sexuality after her surgery. She mentioned she was in the process of getting that last time she was on, episode four. If you haven't listened to that episode, go do that now because she is amazing and wonderful and beautiful and she is our guest this week. I hope you guys enjoy the interview. (gasps) Ellie, what? Oh my god.
1: You talked
0: about sex? Wow. Hey, Lorraine. It's good that you're finally back on to catch up. It's been a long time. How's life been? How's your sex life been?
1: Oh, it's it's been going. School and work are definitely not good at benefiting that part of my life but I mean what I get has been really good lately so absolutely no complaints with what I do manage to get. Well that's good
0: Uh, I'm excited to hear about it because I'm gonna make you talk about like the details.
1: Can't wait. (laughs)
0: All right well the big thing I want to talk about and having you back on is to catch up with where you're at, because last time you were on, you were in the preparations of kind of a huge life change. And I know you've been handling that very well from my perspective. So if you could give everybody just a little update on the surgery and where you're at, that'd be fantastic.
1: Yes. So January 12th, I had my gastric sleeve surgery done. Um, I was in the hospital for about two days. So I'm about 12, a little over 12 weeks out now, and I have lost close to 65 pounds. So I have gone, just to tell you my numbers, um, I have gone from 245 down to about 182-ish, 80, somewhere around there. I fluctuate a little bit. Um, So it's been a massive change in body image and it has affected a lot of my life. It's changed my levels of my confidence and how I talk to people. Um, It's definitely changed my sex life. That's for sure. Like I am not scared to be like completely naked anymore. You should see my private Snapchat. It is mint. I see it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've been having a lot of fun on there um but yeah i mean it's just completely transformed my life and i still have about another maybe 30 pounds to go so now it's all just down to the gym and toning and just keeping this going and making it a lifelong um journey pretty much
0: So safe to say from just how excited you got talking about it, you're happy with your decision.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's definitely been some tough moments. Like one of my um, pills that I take at night, it's like a horse pill. This thing is massive. But it's like where most of my iron comes from. But it makes me so nauseous. So that's one of the downfalls. And then there's some things where some days you just want to binge on the couch with a whole bag of popcorn or like some chips and queso and a burrito. And I can't do that anymore. So that's one of the downfalls is, you know, I can't have those moments anymore. But then like I look at where I started and where I'm at now and it's totally worth it. Has it changed from before and after how much you're
0: thinking about your body and where you're at and that kind of stuff? Is it more? Is it less? Is it positive? Is it sometimes negative? Like, just What are those emotions?
1: Most of the time, they are very positive, and my body is always on the forefront of my mind right now. I have a feeling in a couple months that'll start to slow down a little bit, but it's still so new. It is always on the forefront of my mind sometimes it does get a little negative because sometimes I'll look at myself and I'll see like the little teeny bits of loose skin that I have but I know those will go away that little bit will go away as like the rest of like my body like tightens up like that skin will tighten up so I mean that does kind of suck once in a while seeing that right now but seeing my coworkers see me, people who haven't seen me in a while, they see me and they are just shocked at the difference. So most of the time, yeah, it is it's a very positive thing right now.
0: Do you think that you're thinking about your body more or less than before this the surgery?
1: Probably about the same amount actually, just in a positive outlet now. So before, I would be trying to you know, wear like the big heavy coats and everything in like the winter or like loose fitted t-shirts and I'd be trying to hide. And now I'm a, a lot more proud. Like, look at me, look at the work I've done.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I think it's something that everybody's thinking about a lot. I'm just curious if you're more aware of it or not. And it sounds like you are, but it's, it's all mostly positive. So that's fantastic to hear. Mm-hmm. Is, your body changing something that you feel you really needed to find more self-love?
1: I think so. I tell a lot of people that I think I was stuck in like a shell. Like I was just the person I am was almost trapped inside of this being that I was on the outside. And I never really felt like I was reaching my full potential just because I think I was hiding so much of who I am inside of the weight. And I was never able to really interact with people the way I wanted to, just because I was so ashamed of myself. And I was just, I don't know, it was just really, I think shame is the biggest word is I was always so shameful of who I had let myself become. I always blamed myself for What I let my body become. And it wasn't until pretty recently I realized that, you know, my biology had a lot to do with it. And I was diagnosed with PCOS and I realized, you know, it's not my fault, but I could still never get rid of that guilt that somehow I did it to myself. That
0: is really sad. And it's really unfortunate because I feel like society as a whole in recent years has been trying really hard to stop that line of thinking it really has been (laughs) has been rough and what you're Mm -hmm. saying is really like confirming that and it's really sad to hear your opinion on like self-love then is something Mm -hmm. i want to talk about loving yourself is really important because I really like the song Most Girls. There's a line in that song about it's okay to want to change your body because you're the most beautiful when you're happy with yourself. And so talking about like self-love and trying to maintain like loving yourself regardless of other people's opinions and then having that like outsider and cultural experience of, oh, you're overweight and all these things. Like, how do you how do you battle that
1: oh wow that's something i'm still trying to figure out because self the self love that i've been indulging in is posting my changes like look at me like give me attention like i've been craving that oh my gosh you're doing so well like i love hearing that it is almost orgasmic hearing people tell me how good i look it just makes my heart so happy but i've Come to realize lately that I can't thrive off of that. And even though I've lost all this weight, I still have to find other things to value in myself other than the image that I have now. So that's been a challenge. You know, even though I have this big difference, I still have to find that inner self-love that I've wanted this entire time. And just losing the weight doesn't mean that I don't have more of a, you know, a battle to go through and I think a lot of women go through that in finding, you know, what they really do love about themselves. Yeah. And my first
0: reaction to hearing that is that doesn't that doesn't sound healthy. That doesn't sound good. But I also think it's fair because when the world is pressuring you to be a certain way and you feel judged and criticized for so long when you're making those changes, I think it's only a fair response to want that affirmation of, yeah, this is what we wanted all along. I think that's totally fair. However, I like that you are have come to realize that like there's more to it and mm-hmm. it's more it's more about me and self love. I don't have nearly the same same experience, but like I think everyone goes through these things, like regardless of The journey and the experience and personal challenges, I mean, everybody kind of has to find it in their own ways. There's acne, there's weight, there's all sorts of things that people will beat themselves up about or feel criticized about. And it, it's not just limited to like a singular experience, right? Like society is nasty to people. I'm figuring kind of that out like, while I'm
1: trying to date. Oh my gosh. It's right. Awful. <laughs> like you're
0: never, the problem with it is there's always going to be something. There's always something that you feel like is wrong about yourself. And regardless of if you go through a weight loss change, you go through that and there's still going to be something there. And so through that process, I think what could be the most powerful, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, discovering like your power, like your internal power and potential and loving yourself and saying, fuck you to the rest of society, because you've just changed yourself for them. Maybe they're not like happy with it, but you're happy with your goddamn self. So fuck that. Oh, absolutely. This like, like I <laughs> is that is that kind of like a mode is that an avenue to self-love though is, are you finding like just getting that control is helping that oh absolutely
1: I went I know we're in a pandemic I know I'm gonna have some haters for this <laughs> um, I went out to the bars a couple weeks ago and if you don't think I got my ass up on a table and was dancing you're wrong Like I was up there. I was having the time of my life and I didn't let any kind of dirty looks hold me back. Absolutely nothing. I was up there. I was shaking my booty, having the time of my life, loving every moment of my life.
0: It sounds like it is more about that control and that semblance of self that's really the biggest factor here.
1: Yeah. It's like I have taken control back of what I want. And, and I think feel like I could do that. Better. That is like that is a powerful
0: thing about it because everybody is gonna go through like a different different journey. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe it's not losing weight that they need to do. It's something else. It's just like that mental Find a way journey. to love yourself. Yes. And take control over how you view yourself versus society, because society is always going to have its fucking issues with people.
1: Oh, always.
0: So we're going to we're going to dive in now. (laughs) How has this changed Um, your sex life?
1: I'd say it's benefited it a lot you know, I'm not as shy anymore. There's a lot less timidness. I'm a lot more willing to try new things to say the least. Um, (laughs) just, Oh yeah. Just overall, like everything's better. Like, do you think it's, do you think it's (laughs) because of physical changes
0: or mental changes in how you view yourself and your confidence levels?
1: Physicalness and flexibility. That's for sure. I got that (laughs) back, And then mental, as in like, I don't have like the mental blocks anymore. Like I'm like letting myself experience more.
0: Yeah, no, that's what I was kind of hoping, hoping for and hoping to hear. Because I remember last time we were talking, I think one of one of my favorite parts of that episode was talking about having that block the entire time that you're having sex with somebody like Mm -hmm. Of thinking about yourself and like being like, oh, are they seeing this? Are they thinking these things about me? And just how frustrating that is and how sad that is because you're missing out on some of like the best parts of sex, which is letting go.
1: Yeah. And one of the things that I realized is like, I have been sleeping with the same person for a while and he's never seen my body any differently from before and after. Like, yeah, he tells me I look great and all of this, but he still wanted me just as much back then as he does now but I would never like let myself believe that Mm. and so now I'm actually looking back and I'm realizing like holy shit he actually did want me back then no it's it's done a lot for my brain sexually more than just being able to enjoy it more it's almost like respecting myself more and my sexuality
0: that's awesome
1: has it impacted your sex drive Oh my god! <laughs> like you wouldn't believe, Ellie. I am a horny rabbit. Like I can go yes! every day, every day, multiple times a day. Doesn't matter when, where, how. I do. Don't care. <laughs> oh yes. My god. It literally doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like, I've been having this one guy that, like, I've been seeing for a while. He probably gets, like, five nasty texts from me a day in the weirdest places, too. Like, it doesn't matter. I'll whip a titty hat while I'm driving and send him a picture. Doesn't matter. Mm, I like that. I'll be on the going, like, 75. And here's me on FaceTime. Ooh, speaking of FaceTime, I have this perfect angle from my chair to my cap. And I had gotten... This board and I have my section cup dildo and I was writing it and I FaceTimed him and I didn't give a single book. That's so was, hot. Oh
0: my god. Oh do you have a lot of confidence with FaceTime sex? Oh yeah. Because oh, that is it. a mood. That is a mood. That is so intimidating to me. I have such a hard time with that because before I do it, like I need to know the fucking angles that look good. And like I'm so hyper worried about like what they're seeing, that I have a hard time enjoying it, and that has been a struggle for me. Give me your
1: tips. Oh. Okay, so I have this mirror, it's just like a little circle mirror, it's maybe like nine inches wide. And I'll take that and I'll put it right between my legs, and I can get the perfect angle right off of that of your pussy. So it's all pussy focus. So just get a mirror,
0: uh huh. Pretty all much, pussy yeah, focus. <laughs> except so for the one where I, I was writing. I like, okay, it's like weird, but I have put my phone like on, on like the toilet or like something and then like put a leg up. And so it's like a bottom to top angle and I'm like standing up. I got that tip from fucking Alex Cooper judge me. But like, it's for real. I fucking tried it and I liked it. The mirror. I like the mirror. How does that work? Like you can see what's in the mirror or...
1: Yeah, so I just like record my mirror.
0: Yeah, and then you can see like the full thing on the phone. Okay, I, I like that a lot mm-hmm. actually. And that's hot. That's mm-hmm. so hot. And that's like hella confident too. Fuck, mm. <laughs> I like Dude, that. I
1: really, I really like my pussy. Like, I think it's cute as fuck. <laughs> like, mm, good.
0: Mm-mm-mm. You should. Everybody should fucking love love their their pussy, their vulva, their whatever you want to call it. it. Needs more mm-hmm. cute nicknames, in my opinion. <laughs>
1: Uh, i don't know i've been calling. i don't know there's always like my little snatch i've always liked that one for some reason (laughs) that one's that
0: i don't know i don't know if that one hits me quite right it makes me like hmm consider do i do i like that that's funny as shit oh fuck do you masturbate more
1: oh yeah i have Okay, so my vibrator used to last like two weeks on a charge, and now it's like maybe five days. Like <laughs> it's ridiculous. <sighs> That's Absolutely ridiculous. Do you use the same vibrator? Like, oh yeah, I love you that thing. Have more than one. It's okay. trusted and true, <laughs> and it never fails me. And what kind is it? It's just a little bullet, little black yeah. little bullet. Because mm-hmm. you you like the insertion, right? I do. I like clitoral more. But I can get off
0: from insertion. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I'm all about my little clit. Yeah. I got no, this I'm like
1: not. I got this little
0: just focused on the clit and it just like vibrates. It basically mimics mimics oral sex, like a little like tongue <gasps> clip. Oh. And you just like put it right, right on the clit and it just like it's subtle. So I have a wand, too, which I love, right? But it's, like, much oh God, more I need to get dramatic. And that makes my pussy fucking tingle. But this little this little one is like a totally different experience because it's like subtle and I can like tease my clit a little bit for like a long time, and then when I come like it's intense in a different way. So it just depends on how I want to come, which one I use. It's like one is like much like more forceful and one is more like teased out,
1: you know. Mhm. I love I'm it. Ris- I'm getting wetter too. Like I really? used to be able to go yes. Oh, it's that's tough. interesting.
0: Cause that's it like, cause that is going to be like a physical change, like how your mm-hmm. hormones are responding and everything. That's cool. On average, how it's much, amazing. how much would you say you masturbate? Like how many times a week or a day are we talking?
1: It depends on how busy I am. So if I have like school that's all day, fair. maybe like once or twice, like before work, cause I have to do it before I go to work. So otherwise I'm just a miserable person. Are you a
0: daily? Are you saying you're a daily?
1: I'm a daily.
0: Fuck you yes oh, yeah. <laughs> i like that a lot people don't masturbate enough and i'm gonna be lecturing people hella because may is masturbation may and you have to masturbate every single day <sighs> you just have
1: oh, to. my birthday's in may so this is gonna go well for me
0: fuck yes dude the other day i think it was like maybe a week ago maybe a week and a half ago i went there was this one singular day i was so goddamn horny all fucking day i masturbated probably it was probably around 15 times oh I it was that. excessive it was to the point where i was like this is not i hope this doesn't continue because this is not good like this is this is danger levels too much
1: <laughs> it's not um, it i had to just go one caveman day. i had to go caveman the other day and use my fingers at work because i just i had Ooh. to i just that is I amazing. can't remember. I had to. Amazing. Like, there was no choice.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. I respect that, though, because sometimes you just have to. And honestly, okay, I'm totally addicted to masturbating, right? But you know what? It's basically being addicted to the natural happy chemicals being released in your brain. Like, what's wrong with that? There's nothing fucking wrong with that. As long as it doesn't start, like, impairing your abilities to perform, like, a normal life, you know? But, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a mood. I've definitely had to, like, scoot, squeeze to a bathroom
1: before. Yeah, well, I'm trying to hold off on having sex because I'm trying to date and I'm trying to not sleep with people on the first date so i'm having to take care of myself a little bit
0: more (laughs) i could talk about that i have actually like seriously difficult opinions on sex on a first date with somebody because i want to be like go for it like do whatever you feel is right but at the same time my best relationships have all happened with people who i don't sleep with
1: right away Mm -hmm. yeah and that's gotten me into some trouble
0: It's really tough because I want to say, like, there's nothing wrong with that. But I really do think there is something that happens in a brain when you sleep, sleep with somebody so quickly, they get categorized as a hookup. And I think it's probably like an our generation or our current culture type nurtured thing because of hookup culture, obviously. All right. To wrap this up, we've kind of talked about it, but just... last final thoughts of like how your understanding of body image and sex and sexuality has changed since surgery so like before and after how the two are connected final thoughts
1: i mean i feel like the best way to connect them is basically just saying that I respect my body more and the things that I do with it. It's almost like the people I choose to let see my body now care for it more. And I mean, that's not to say that they're doing everything in a caring way because I still want to be smacked and thrown around. <laughs> <But> <laughs> <the> mood. Yes. <laughs> they're not doing respectful things, but they respect me as a person because I am more vocal about what I want. And I'm just a lot more confident with what I do and the people, I guess, just because I have so much more of a care for myself now and my well-being.
0: I like that. That's some really like significant self-understanding right there. It's good stuff. I, I also feel like that's gonna make the quality of sex you
1: have way better too. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Because and I've gotten that confidence now where I can tell them like this isn't working. Like we need to do something else. Oh, fuck and yeah. I'll like straight up tell them I was like I was close here, but like not here anymore. And I have no issue telling people like what I want and that I didn't, and that I want to. Good. That's. Super necessary
0: for good sex. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I like that shit. That's good <laughs> shit. All right. Thank you for coming on. I think this was a good conversation. It was. All right. Thanks for coming on. Yep. Bye. I hope you guys loved that interview. I definitely had a really good time talking to her about this stuff again. Her entire personality has gone through some major changes recently, but I love her to death. And she is still an amazing woman that I have always known. And I'm super, super fucking proud of her for the journey she is taking. It's not easy and it is going to follow her for the rest of her life. So mad respect for her doing this and the kind of mental processes that she's having to go through. I hope you guys really enjoyed that interview. I hope you guys got something out of it. I am so goddamn excited for the stuff I've got coming up with sugar pussy and you guys are going to love it i hope to god next week or the week after that we're gonna have andrew on for our very first segment of kink deep dive we are going to talk to you guys about choking yes such a popular thing might not be the most unique or fun kink to be diving into but it's very popular and it's something that i am very passionate about because it needs to be done safely it needs to be done in such a way that everybody's having fun and not um being strangled to death (laughs) So we're going to be talking about that very, very soon. You guys don't miss it. Thank you for being here. Follow me on Instagram at sugarpusspod, on Twitter at sugarpusspod. Some awesome things are coming your guys' way.